the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. When it comes to pain, bad things happening to good people, the Apostle Paul had a corner on this market. So let's tap into some of his wisdom next, here on Truth For Today. And again, hi there. Welcome to Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Our series is called When Bad Things Happen to Good People. Now, the Apostle Paul has a bit of insight when it comes to pain, suffering, bad things happening to a good person. He has a good perspective on it all as well, and he gives it to us here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Won't you join us with today's broadcast of Truth For Today? Once again, here's Pastor Phil Howard. Not my will. That is the hardest. I have to say this anymore. When I go to the bedside of the Betty Cummings and people in the ICU about to die, I cannot pray, Lord, heal them. Don't call me in. If you, if you just want me to get them well, don't call me in. Because when I look down at an 85 to 86-year-old woman uh, on all this equipment and a believer, I said, Lord, don't torture her by keeping her here. Take her home. Take her home. I want the thorn removed. And maybe I'm sure most of you are living with some kind of a thorn that just won't go away. You know what God's got for you? He's got grace. He's got something that will enable you to live with the thorn so that the thorn will not destroy you, will not render you ineffective, but will preserve you for all that God still wants to do through you. God's thorns are designed to protect you. He says in the answer, this is what I'll give you. I got his answer. My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect or complete in weakness. My, what an answer. And for God to say something, my grace is sufficient for my power is made perfect in perfect people, smart people, the richest people, the strongest people. He didn't say it. He said, I get my work done and I get the glory and the display when I capsulate on a man's weakness. I don't want everybody to don't have to be a wreck, but it's your weakness, Paul. It's what you can't do that proves what I can do. I keep a little thing in my Bible. I've read it to you before. Uh, when it comes to this matter of weakness, and I must read it to you. It's, I, I read it all the time. I've got it at my office in a plaque. James Denny from England wrote it. There have been men so clever that God could make no use of them. They could never do his work because they were so lost in admiration of their own. God's work never depended on them, and it does not depend on them now. 
It depends on those who, when they see Jesus Christ, become unconscious once and forever of all that they have used to call their own wisdom and their strength. The supreme law of the kingdom is still the glory of God and not the glory of the clever man. I love the story of Moody when he was in England uh, in the 1800s evangelizing. And one of the great theologians of the day, I have some of his books by R.W. Dale, wrote a great book on the atonement. And Dale was a leading theologian of the day. Revival was sweeping the island. And uh, he got an interview with uh, Moody, the shoe salesman from Chicago, turned preacher. A robust, beard-glad man, uh, slaughtered uh, the English language, uneducated, uh, but greatly used of God. And R.W. Dale said, you know what? Having seen the effects of this revival and having met you, I see no connection between the two. You're just too ordinary. You just aren't impressive. And Moody could say, I'm not the one doing the work. I'm not the one doing it. Couldn't insult Moody. He was too caught up with the glory of God. But Dale wanted the human formula. What's great about this man? That God would give a revival when all of us quasi-liberal kind of sleep theologians are seeing the country going into liberalism. Why does a guy out of Chicago come in and God shake the place? Because God could get the glory through Moody. Because he's weak enough, you would never confuse it with God's power. Paul says something that I have never, I've only known two men that ever done this, Jesus Christ and Paul, when he says, because I got this, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Matter of fact, that's why, for Christ's sake, I'm delighting in weaknesses, in insults, publicly embarrassed, in hardships, which was pressure, persecutions, literally pursued to death, difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I don't know anyone that believes that. Jesus did, and Paul did. I don't know about you. Jesus told his disciples once, why do you want to hang out with me? If you hang out with me, I don't even have the wealth of a fox or bird. I don't even own a nest, and I don't even have a hole in the ground. I've got nothing I can call my own. I possess it. I will not teach you how to get rich in 10 lessons. You want me? I can do nothing but by my Father's will. I've suspended all innate power except it's the Father's pleasure. I've suspended my power for His glory. I'll only demonstrate it when it shows Him off and shows off who His Son really is. Learn of me. I'm a man of sorrows. Learn of me and you'll learn humility. Learn of me and you'll learn of meekness. Come on. We need a leader. We need somebody to get us out of Rome. We need somebody to break the yoke. Learn of me and I'll teach you to say, blessed are the poor, for theirs is the kingdom of God. I'll teach you how to mourn. Blessed are they who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are peacemakers, not warriors. Peacemakers. 
You hang out with me and you'll learn something about a God point of view of power, strength, and riches. You've never seen any other man. And then I get this apostle telling me, you will not catch me boasting about anything but my weaknesses. Now, come on. Who have you ever met that does that? The first time you meet them, how are you? How are you doing? What do you do? Well, what I do the best is act weak. Okay. Uh, what else? Well, let me, let me tell you about what God's done. You see, I'm not the smartest person in the world. Ooh, I'm glad you said that. I was sort of feeling that way. I, I don't have a lot of education, maybe. A lot of wealth. A lot of health. A lot of skills, a lot of abilities. I don't have a lot of this. I don't have a lot of that. I don't have... But the way Paul ends it up, he never camps on his weakness. He tells you all this. He's saying what I'm not, what I can't, what I suffer, what I... Then he says, but guess what? God is using me. God is doing something with me I could have never done with myself. God is uh, overcoming what I lack. Matter of fact, he says, your weakness doesn't even bother me. I knew it all the time. I'm going to display my power through you because you won't get the glory and you won't boast that you, you know you didn't pull it off. You know, it's interesting as the years have gone by, as the church gets a little bit larger, you know, now people ask me how we did it. No one ever interviewed me when I was at the dance hall. When you're meeting at Holy Ghost Hall, don't interview him. If they can't get a building with a better name than that, we don't need to write them up. Every once in a while, I'll have guys come, how did you do it? And now's the time. I've waited for this time to give them my formula. To give them the formula. Ah, let me tell you. Well, nothing to it. Man, I just, I'm just gifted. You see who I am. Wouldn't anything grow with me? They never interviewed Carolyn, thankfully. She lives with me. And you know what? I, I tell people normally to talk to Rich because he could formulize things better in this area than me. I just said, I still can't figure it out. All I'm doing is what I was doing at the hall, preaching, praying, loving God's people, and standing amazed he's doing anything with me. I'm still a South Richmond boy at Roots. I, I could go show you where I was born. You know, when you, I've told the elders, when your daddy hitchhikes to this state on $2 and you land here's poor white trash Okies, you don't have much to boast about. I guess I could say, well, I'm, I got a doctorate. Doctorate never made anything grow. Sometimes it doesn't make the person grow. It just ruins them. I could say money, but I sure would be lying. When you won't even pay out enough money to give your mom a good epitaph. You know, we put on my dad's epitaph. He was a Christian. When my mother died, we simply put, she was too. It saved us money. Fewer letters. You've got to learn those things. When you're doing funerals, you've got to cut down expense. We love you, mama, but that's enough. Listen to Marian Anderson. The black American contralto who won worldwide acclaim as a concert soloist. And she was once asked, 
What was the greatest moment in your life? What was the greatest time? Now, you've got to know, here's a little glimpse of some of her moments. The night the conductor Arturo Toscanini announced a voice like hers comes once in a century. In 1955, she became the first Negro to sing with the Metropolitan Opera Company in New York. The following year, her autobiography, My Lord, What a Morning, was published a bestseller. Fifty-eight, she was, became a United States delegate to the U.N. Several occasions, uh, she won medals from various countries around the world. Uh, you couldn't hardly get a black that could hold a public concert in her day. So the Roosevelts had her hold a private music concert for the Roosevelts and the King and Queen of England at the White House. In 1963, she was awarded the coveted Presidential Medal of Freedom. To top it all, there was that Easter Sunday in Washington, D.C., when she stood beneath the Lincoln statue and sang for a crowd of 75,000, which included cabinet members, Supreme Court justices, and most members of Congress. Which one of those big moments do you think she chose when they asked her what her greatest moment was? None of them. This is what she said. The greatest moment of my life was the day I went home and told Mama she wouldn't have to do any more washings, that I could take care of her. We're so impressed with what we can do, that God can make little use of us. Pride has destroyed 90% of the work power in the church. Ego-centered talent lays as a wasteland all over the church. You know why men get into adultery? They were proud before. Pride precedes destruction. You know where contention comes from? Proverbs 12 says all contention comes from pride. It's the one sin we all live with and we tolerate. It's the sin in me that what I can't stand in you, I cherish in me. If you strut a bit, I want to nail you, but I could strut all day and it just feels good because I am somebody. And so you go to church and you look for servants You look for foot washers. You look for the stooping mentality. And all of a sudden, people get their feelings hurt because they're not being promoted, recognized, seen, affirmed. They're not getting enough for them. Because the thirst of an unsanctified ego can never be quenched. It must drink continually. It's why the love of praise is one of the great addictions that ruins public speakers and those God gives influence. I love a good word, I think, more than anybody I know. It makes me run harder, work harder. A good word does me good for a month. But at times, God has removed them all so that I learn to just hear his well done and not be addicted to the praises of men. And it is a hard trial for me, for I thrive on encouragement. I languish sometimes under criticism, no word. 
I don't do well. But so many times I've been assigned that it's been a thorn because God doesn't want to ruin me. Amy Carmichael, the missionary to uh, South Africa, the little brown-eyed Scottish girl that saved so many Indian lives in South Africa, wrote this incredible, incredible poem talking about the thorn and the scar. Hast thou no scar, no hidden scar on foot or side or hand? I hear thee sung as mighty in the land. I hear them hail thy bright ascendant star. Hast thou no scar? Hast thou no wound? Yet I was wounded by the archers, spent. Lean me against a tree to die and rent. By ravening beasts that compassed me, I swooned. Hast thou no wound? No wound, no scar. Yet as the master shall the servant be. And pierced are the feet that follow me. But thine are whole. Can he have followed far? Who has no wound or scar? God wants us to start boasting in a few things. I will boast of the glory of God. Romans 5. I will boast in my tribulation because it works for me an exceeding great reward. I will boast in Galatians 6 in the cross in which Christ was crucified. It will be my boast. Let our boast move from ourselves to our God. Let our boast not be in what we possess in ourselves, but what we have found in him. Then he will be the fragrant aroma of this fellowship. And the strength and grace on display will be that of his and not a bunch of human egos competing for first place. And being hurt if we don't get the strokes. Bow before a crucified Christ. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised. For you see, the weakness of God was demonstrated at the cross. God got weak enough to die. The power of God was clothed at the cross. Oh, I know you look at Golgotha. You hear that lightning. You see those lights go out. Everything is lost. The curtain of eternity is pulled. But in that weakness, in that weakness, in that humility, in that horrendous death, God would unleash his power to save everyone that lands in heaven. It will be on the basis of the weakness of his son at the cross. For he had to die. His life saved no one. His death saved you. So we must not despise weakness. Our faith was built on weakness that gave God the opportunity to show how he could resurrect a dead man. This morning, we are going to uh, take the Lord's Supper together. We're going to be putting a Bible here in the front uh, for our Katrina offering. And uh, as the elders met yesterday, what we want to do with this offering that comes in, uh, we first want to get a network among our people. I know that uh, the Shanks family has brought his mother here, 80 years old. Uh, Mrs. Shanks here. Uh, she only got here with the clothes on her back, lost everything in New Orleans. 
So she lands in California, doesn't want to be here. She's a Louisiana's girl. She wants some gumbo. She wants that culture. Gail here last week didn't know if her family would make it. All five of her brothers and sisters were found, thank God. Still has aunts and uncles out there. Uh, whoever you are, uh, the, I think of the uh, uh, Bird family, all kinds of relatives uh, down there affected Mississippi and uh, Louisiana. We're wanting to get a collection of the names and uh, what loved ones were affected because in the distribution of this money, it's so overwhelming. We want to help our own first and their families and work it out that way. And then we thought any money that went over and beyond, uh, we would most likely direct it to Samaritan's Purse with Franklin Graham, who is doing a great job down in that area. So we just want you to know uh, the direction we want this money to go. I think of a Kimber telling uh, uh, Rich and I a few weeks ago when we were praying before his report. He said, if this storm hits like it could hit, said that I won't be worrying about a bonus this year because he's in the insurance business. And it hit, it hit like what none of us could ever imagine. So today, any of you that were affected in that, any of your family, if you know any family, if you could, by proxy, as it were, uh, when we take communion and we form the circle, we want you folks primarily to get up here. And Gail, be sure you and your daughters stand up here. And we have other families that stood with us in the second service. So I say to you, uh, today we want to celebrate a weak Savior that God mightily raised and restored him back to power. But he first had to go down, down, down. And we remember the weakness he was willing to bear to become a savior. He didn't save me on a throne. He saved me on a cross. And I've been doing everything in my life to keep from getting on that cross. I want a throne. But I have to say this. I say it among you. If God can use Paul, and I am no comparison, if God can use someone as weak as I know I am, your thorns won't keep you from being used. Because I've got more thorns than you won't even know about. I, I am amazed at how many men have fallen by the wayside that were greater than me in every way. The only thing I can explain is God has a ball using unlikely weak men. It's the only reason I'm in the ministry. Please never, never promote us men beyond just being weak, safe sinners. Pray for us. Don't carry us on a pedestal. Send us to Hawaii and and remembers at Christmas, but don't overdo it. If you don't know which one to give it to, direct it towards me. But uh, we're, just, we're just weak men that God chooses to use. And that qualifies every one of us to be used, doesn't it? Weakness will not keep you from being used. Pride will. Watch for that lethal enemy of all of us. And this is Truth For Today, the radio ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, and our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. 
Thank you for spending time with us today. As always, it is a pleasure and a delight studying God's Word with you that we might mutually grow in our love and admiration for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you have a question about your own walk or relationship with the Lord, we would love to talk with you. No strings attached. Give us a call, and we'd be more than happy to answer any questions we can or pray with you. Our phone number is 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. If you would rather write to us, here's our address, 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278. We're here in Hercules, the zip code 94547. And again, even if it's a simple thank you for the broadcast, we'd love to hear from you. It's always a delight knowing that these programs are being used by the Lord for your growth in Christ. So again, you can reach us by phone, by mail, or better yet, stop by our website and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can find us at truthfortodayradio.org. That's truth for todayradio.org. As you stop by, don't forget to drop us an email and take advantage of the many resource materials we have available for your growth in Christ. Again, it's all there at truthfortodayradio.org. And then if you would like to join us here at Valley Bible Church for worship, Sunday services are at 9 and 11, and directions can be found at our website, truthfortodayradio.org or by calling 855-833-9864. As you contact us, would you also prayerfully consider partnering with us financially? We're able to continue the radio ministry through your generous financial support. And whether it's a one-time gift or a monthly donation, no size is too small or too great. We'd love to hear from you and know that you are partnering with us for the furtherance of the gospel. So contact us today at 855-833-9864 or stop by truthfortodayradio.org. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.